0: magazine smiling. happened being happened the good old passing ass getting your
1: shoes and your hat took a- Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the fantasy 40 podcast with myself, John Debarry, my co-host Matt Walker, and as always brought to you by our friends at expand the Box Score. So week thirteen is done. Lots of leagues uh, start the playoffs in week fourteen now, depending on settings and other weird stuff otherwise you're, a week away in most leagues, but uh, either way, it's it's essentially over, right? Very, very few teams are, are, are really battling it out at this point. Most of the leagues I'm in, it's pretty much solidified. People are jockeying for seating, but wh- where did the time go? We're done, Walk.
0: Yeah, I mean, the end of the fantasy regular season, right? And yeah, most people know where they sit. I, I There's only like one or two of my countless leagues where, I'm either not definitely in or not definitely out, right? And I know, know where I stand, right? There's there's not a lot of fence riding with, with some teams. I will tell you, one of the leagues where I need to win, I uh, it's a super flex league. And I thought I was pretty set at quarterback. And it turns out, uh, effective week 14, I am not because <laughs> I have Kyler Murray and Sam Howell. Spoiler alert, the Cardinals and Commanders are on bye in, in week 14. I have oh. Kenny Pickett, who just got hurt. <laughs> and, and <laughs> did you
1: say you're in a, a must win spot?
0: Uh, 100%, yes. And then oh, lastly, gosh. I have Will Levis. So, Will Levis will be my only starting quarterback <laughs> in week 14 in a must win spot. When, yeah, you know, obviously, before schedule looking into dynasty, League, you're like, I have depth. You know, when I took Will Levis, I assumed eventually he'd start, but I was like, I got three starting quarterbacks. Right now, right? You know, so now I get hit with a double bye week. The one guy that's not on a bye is hurt. And then the guy I didn't want to rely on whatsoever is my starting quarterback in a, a must win game. So it's like, man, that sucks. I,
1: I'm, I'm in a must win spot and I'm in the same boat. I, I lost how I, I had cousins, but I lost. Uh, mm. I got Howell out with the bye. <laughs> and yeah, now I'm uh, trotting out the corpse of Will Levis, who had one amazing premiere and then nothing since. And I, I've put all my remaining fab on uh, – I'm sure we'll get into some of the names later. But mm. all these bums that may be picking up a start this week, I just – I put a bid in for each of them for all the money I had left. Hopefully, mm-hmm. give me one, one, one of, of them trickle <laughs> through the cracks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, because there there are options this week um, that weren't necessarily available a week ago or, or an option a week ago. They were definitely available. But then it also runs into – so you even want to start him, right so but hey listen yeah. we said that a week ago about uh jake browning and that dude just was slinging it all over the yard last night like <laughs> look look like a, a season vet starter out there after I, his no a dot first quarter where it looked like oh we're in
1: for a long night here
0: <laughs> Like finally let him throw the ball on the line of scrimmage in the second quarter so
1: that was good you know i after you revealed to me that I could actually watch Monday night football for the first time all year. I was gonna text I did. you. I was gonna text you. <laughs> I had it on the TV. I didn't I had uh I was busy and I was just kept you know I was in the background while I was doing other stuff, but I kept looking, I didn't see any of the scoring. But every time I came, there were more points. I was like, So barn burner. scoring. I'm like, what's happening here? Dude, half no barn. Sense. Burner. Yeah.
0: A game, bro- a game broke out on Monday Night Football.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I w- went to a disappointment. Yeah, a football and game. And I would again. like check. Yeah, then I'd pull up my phone and like check the stats, and I'm like, really? Yeah. And
0: <laughs> I and just like, by and large, the players you needed to were the ones scoring. I mean, there there wasn't really any, you know. Oh, that guy scored. Like, no. I mean, short of, no. you know, injury impacts. I mean, the the in game performances were. We're pretty solid, but since we're already talking about games, let's dive into these one key stats, John, because yeah, we have a lot to talk about here. We're on the brink of fantasy football playoffs. There's some waiver needs for people, (laughs) and uh, I think uh, we're going to have a spirited conversation at the end of this. So going all the way back to Thursday Night Football again, we had another high scoring game with your Seattle Seahawks coming up just short. To the Dallas Cowboys, 41 to 35. Seattle fell to 6 and 6, Cowboys at 9 and 3. DK Metcalf had only his second 100 yard game this season and his first multi TD game of the year. So he said 200 yards twice, he's he's had 100 yards twice, and this is his first game with more than one TD in a season. And that's literally the only way that Geno Smith can be fantasy relevant. So I would strongly recommend that he continues to just force feed targets to DK Metcalf because he ain't getting it done otherwise. Onto a new low, the Los Angeles Chargers went to Foxborough Stadium to face off against the New England Patriots and set football back decades with a 6-0 pounding of the New wow. England Patriots. The Chargers are now at 5-7. and seven. The Patriots fall to 2-13. and 13. Devontae Parker was the game's leading wide receiver. The game with 64 yards. So let that settle in for a quick second. Before I also say that Austin Eckler, your boy, is done,
1: he does, does it make he, me he, smart to? Um, he's done, done, John. Have started Parker in a bunch of leagues since he was the star of the game. Correct. He had yes. no choice. That's exactly okay. what it makes you. Yes,
0: Austin Eckler, yeah. fourteen carries, <laughs> fourteen carries for eighteen yards, and then uh, two catches for nine yards. That sixteen touches, twenty-seven yards for Austin Eckler. He's getting the touches. He's doing absolutely nothing with them it looks like he aged 10 years overnight and I don't see it getting any better. At least this year, people want to keep blaming on this, like lingering ankle injury. Maybe. I mean, he did catch a high ankle and we saw that derail seasons, but Eckler's also like at the tipping point of fantasy relevance, just given his age. Um, so mm-hmm. not good to see this because his value has already cratered. So you can't trade him now. You have to keep him on your roster, and you have to pray that it's literally this ankle. Because if if he comes out of gate slow next year, shit, you can't start him, you can't trade him, <laughs> you can't cut him. <laughs> now he's just a roster clogger on your bench. It's it sucks to see, but I think it's over for Austin Eckler. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. He didn't. <laughs> He, he, they did. I didn't see him aging well with all the touches they were giving him between the tackles. They never fully committed to finding another guy to absorb that workload and allowing him to really be the space back that he begged them to be. And the wear and tear is just
1: finally caught up to him. And he, you know the thing, and I, I going off the rails here for a second. The thing I've learned talking about trading him and his value cratering. I I've not made many trades this year. We talked about it a lot where most of my teams have guys I want on my teams and no one's willing to pay what I want. And I've had a ton of negotiations this week cause I'm trying to really sink the ship in a couple of leagues and, and get as early as I can. So I've been just dumping players, trying to accumulate picks. I, I have found it's, it just doesn't get done on like a one-to-one basis in, in uh, one league. I just spammed the shit out of everybody. I just sent out a million offers. It's one of those huge leagues where there's enough guys to do it. But, yeah, I sent out – I actually I, I threw I had a little piece of – I had to track it down by paper. I was like – I don't even know where I sent – I probably sent out like I, – I think I sent like 20 offers out of 70 teams. There were a couple guys I wanted. I was looking at people that had bad records where I would get better picks – so I just fired out a bunch, and and a, and I ended up getting like three or four accepted. But huh. I think that's kind of the thing to do, if you can, of course, in, in a league w- where you have Eckler. Like, if you're done, you might as well, unless a trade deadline pass, and you're screwed already, but try to fire him to a contender, and, and maybe you could salvage a late first, because he's one of those guys, we've talked about this before. You, you, you're – somebody who's going to trade for him to push for a championship is a good team. They probably don't want to pay you a first and on your roster, even if he's at let's say 60% of what his peak was, he's still more valuable to you than the late second they would offer. So unless that's, someone can, yeah. so you just fuck these guys are just buried on your team.
0: Yeah. And that's where I was going to go. I, I don't see many teams, even competing teams with what was also Eckler's done the last several weeks. In my community, I'm not giving up a late first for Austin Eckler. I'm, I'm nowhere. Like, and, uh, just, I'm not. And to your point, a late second, it's not worth it. Right. I mean, but you might be regretting not taking that late second next year if he doesn't bounce back to some semblance of his pre form, because you'll never get that late second if this carries Swedel next year. He's, if he's doing this shit early next year. He's literally done, he's droppable. Like, He's don't even don't even try to trade him away.
1: Yeah, it's, it's and then I had a conversation with a guy. We were just emailing back and forth. He was new to the league and he's like, I don't really know how people value picks here. And I don't think this is a good deal. And I was like, I don't disagree with your assessment. And then we had kind of the same conversation where we are having, which is your I, I get a second. I don't remember who the player was off the top of my head. But he was like, I'm not taking a second for this guy. And I was like, I, I wouldn't either. I get it. But obviously, I'm not going to fucking pay a first. I, who was it? But yeah, so it's – a it, it, or, or you just shift the round. You know, there's a guy you're comfortable playing, paying a three, four, but you're not going to give a two. And then I'll throw in a four and five and anything if that will get it done because those picks are <laughs> historically yeah. trash. Yeah, but not. yeah, it, it, it's – there's a lot of guys like that. It's rough. I mean, what what do you – what, what would you yeah, want for Nick Chubb right now? It's crazy. He's another one. I got offered
0: uh, a late second for him in only a 10-team league, so we're still a top 20 pick. Um, it's the only 10-team mm-hmm. league, in. Um, it's my home league. And I immediately rejected it. I was like, uh, no, I'll just throw him in my IR and hope that he's a, a medical marvel again and can do anything of significance next year. Is what, now a 28-year-old back? Maybe with the Browns? I mean, there's a world where... He's not even a Brown anymore. I think they have an out in, in his deal, you know, to, to mm-hmm. move on. Then he's looking for work you know, as a post second ACL multi-ligament running back post apex post double ACL Nick Chubb. But yeah, it wasn't just like, yeah, hey, yeah. I'll gladly take that late second for him. No, he's the guy where at a certain point, I think you just, you just accept that these guys are going to die on your roster. Like Todd Gurley died on my roster in, in a league. He had to. Because he went from being a league winner to irrelevant in like two years, like there really wasn't a window. You, if you wanted to win, you had to have Todd Gurley, and then all of a sudden it was like, "Shit, he's he's out of the league." Like, right. like that. Like there was no window to trade Todd Gurley unless you weren't in contention.
1: Yeah, um, Edelman was. A, I mean, we've, we've mentioned this before. Edelman was a guy like that for me. Where, I mean, by the time I. Was ready to get. Re- he, he was on good teams, so I wasn't breaking these teams up. And by the time he stunk, <laughs> there was fucking nothing.
0: Yeah, there's nothing left. Yeah,
1: I, yeah a, f- a fifth for you know his his corpse. The last two years of his season, which still had you know flexa He was still flexible, you know, especially during bye weeks and shit. It's like
0: yeah, but you're then you say, well, he he makes more sense on my roster for those bye weeks, yeah, than, yeah. than for a fifth. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the problem. All right, went way too off task, and I know we're probably yeah. going to talk about more injured guys. So, back on track with another high-scoring game that returned fantasy points. The Detroit Lions were ass kicking the New Orleans Saints early. I think they were up like 28 nothing to start this game. Final 33-28. The Lions did eke it out. They go to 9 and 3. Patriots Saints fall to 5 and 7 my apologies. Taysom Hill was the game's second leading rusher. With with all these running backs in play, he, Taysom Hill had the second most rushing yards in the game, but somehow Alvin Kamara actually vultured two goal line touchdowns from him after Taysom Hill failed to score. Uh, Alvin Kamara got in from the one yard line twice. Kamara also had six catches for 58 yards, 28.9 PPR points on the week. So it was almost like the anti-Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill got Taysom Hilt by Alvin Kamara in, in the game where he was stealing his touchdowns and, and catching the passes. But that was a an interesting game where Montgomery got home. Somehow Gibbs didn't Sam LaPorta had a monster. And then it was pretty much Alvin Kamara uh, on the other side of the house. Uh, uh, Carr got hurt again. So James Winston's back in, he's probably another guy we'll talk about later on about some potential fantasy impact of getting some James Winston starts down the stretch, but he was a disaster. This game, uh, when he came in rivaling the chargers Patriots game, the Atlanta Falcons, head up to MetLife Stadium to defeat the Jets 13 to 8. That might be score I don't know if I've ever seen a score in my life. Falcons 6 and 6 Jets are 4 and 8. Yikes. Xavier Gibson was the game's top scoring pass catcher from a fantasy perspective. Okay. Drake London hasn't scored a touchdown since October 1st. Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts hasn't scored a touchdown since October 15th and that was his only touchdown of the season this is just a, it's such a disaster like all around absolute disaster
1: i i, I we mentioned gibson a couple weeks ago and, man i i snatched him he was everywhere on waivers and all these dynasty leagues i snatched him up the thought he, he's looked good in spurts with dog shit at quarterback if the cadaver of aaron rodgers comes back and is 50% aaron rodgers i really really like Stashing him.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, he was their spe- he's their special teams guy, and he was like the the darling of hard knocks, which is how why anyone even, oh, I don't even know him. that. And then he worked his way into the offense because Randall Cobb is done. Alan Lazard is now a healthy scratch. They're like finally walking away. They're like, Why are we starting these Green Bay receivers if Aaron Rodgers isn't under center right now? Like, what, what's going on here? The no only reason we brought these two here was because Aaron Rodgers, like, let's get him out of the way. So that's why Gibson's playing more, Jason Brandley's playing more and they're all just chasing Garrett Wilson around. You know. But man, <laughs> Gibson's relevant. He's fancy relevant. He was the top pass catcher in this game. I mean, that's something you can't take away from him. He outscored yeah. Garrett Wilson this week. The Arizona Cardinals survived two significant rain delays. It was raining so hard they stopped a football game
1: twice. It's, yeah, it's, it's
0: un, uh, unheard of. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I mean, let's, let's
1: get real here. Uh, Fucking uniforms, muddy. Yeah, the sick. Steelers
0: quit way before then and lost 24 to 10 to the Arizona Cardinals. So now three and ten on the year, and they're getting further and further away from my 0-17 prediction every week. So kudos to those Arizona Cardinals for eking out three wins. James Connor, in fact, logged his revenge game with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 25 carries, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, and uh, Pittsburgh is back to stinking again, and they can't blame Matt Canada. So it's gonna be Interesting to see where we go from here. They're gonna what are they gonna blame Kenny Pick again? Hurt. He stinks too. Uh, I'm actually excited to see what Mitch Trubisky can do on Thursday night. Another high scoring affair. The Indianapolis Colts defeated the Tennessee Titans for the second time this year. Colts own real estate in Tennessee in overtime. What did they win? Overtime? They threw. I missed something. So they threw a touchdown. That was overtime. Yeah. Well, how did they only win by three points? And do I got the score wrong? They had, I think they had a big well, you know play what? that set the, Titans, up. the Titans kicked a field goal and then the Colts went back down and scored a touchdown. That's how they won by three points because they don't kick yeah. the extra point. Got it. They won 31 to 28. The score just seemed wrong. Colts are seven and five and trying to make the playoffs, apparently. The Titans fall to four and eight. Derrick Henry was awesome. You were talking about you traded for him in a couple places. I told you I had in a couple places. 21 for 102 and two rushing TDs. Also had an 18 yard reception before leaving what was orig- originally just diagnosed as a concussion. I, if you saw the play, was clearly a concussion. Um, <laughs> now they're saying he's not concussed. No concussion. So oh,
1: he's on yeah, track. I saw a right. Last I saw, concussion.
0: Yeah, no concussion. Vrabel, part, I said, no concussion. Does not hmm. have a concussion. So. And they're not—they're clearly not playing for the playoffs, right? They're four and eight. They're not—they're not going anywhere. Uh, but and they play on Monday night. That's scary as shit. As a Derrick Henry owner, in a few spots. And so hopefully you have Tajay Spears. Zach Moss also quote saw the work in this game. Everyone was so excited about Zach Moss after Jonathan Taylor went out. 19 carries, 51 scoreless yards, and uh, secured two or three targets for six yards. He literally did nothing, and averaged 2.7 yards per target. Uh, it's amazing. You know, now people just go. Full head, head on into these narratives only to see and, you know, receive epic disappointment. So Zach Moss, maybe he does something for you this week or next week, but Jonathan Taylor didn't even get IR. So there's a world where Taylor's back in two weeks and the whole Zach Moss thing goes away all over again because he laid an egg when he got a chance. The Miami Dolphins, 45 at The Washington Commanders, 15. Dolphins are now 9-3 in the top team in the AFC, I believe. The one seed. Commanders fall to 4-9. Tyreek Hill had yet another monster game. Five catches, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. And his current pace for this year is 180 targets, 132 receptions, 2,098 yards, and 17 touchdowns. He would be the first receiver ever to break the 2,000-yard threshold, and he would average a touchdown a game. This dude is... Having an MVP
1: esque <laughs> season, it's crazy. Andy, they took him out. He was on pace. All, all that was in like the first three catches of the game, or for him, first three catches. And then he, they pumped the brakes on him. He should have fucking he 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 could have had one of the best games in history. He he easily could have because both of his
0: touchdowns that was. Apparent that the commanders wanted nothing to do with trying to stop him. He was just running free in <laughs> the secondary. <laughs> he could have, yeah, the, the 500 receiving
1: was... yards in this game. It's
0: yeah, it was. It was embarrassing. Ron Rivera shouldn't see the end of the season. Personally, they they can Del Rio, and he, things just got worse. Yeah, so now it's now yeah. it's on him. They just need to. They're not going to do it because I feel like they're going to keep him around in some advisory role for some stupid reason. But they should. I mean. He just literally deserves to get fired for what's going on with this defense. He's a defensive head coach. Call it a day. No good. The Denver Broncos lose to the upstart Houston Texans 22 to 17. Texans are seven and five. Broncos are six and six. There's like their first loss in six weeks. Tank Dell, unfortunately done for the season on a pointless play where they had him run in front of the offensive line on a goal line carry fullback the fuck are we he doing? He came, he came from a wide receiver position and just tried to block like a linebacker in front of the offensive line like it was the dumbest thing i've ever seen nico collins was in the play too like what are we doing here people like we're drawing additional players into the scrum well he fractures his leg he's done for the season congratulations uh one loss is another game nico collins personal favorite of both of ours is absolutely erupting his last two weeks, he has 21 targets, 16 receptions, 295 yards, and two touchdowns. Nico Collins is going to win people fantasy football titles this year. He's going to get oh, and, pumped. And,
1: yeah, now, I, 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 haven't, I haven't looked at his game log when Dell isn't in there. because I, I have them in a couple leagues where I've either had to pick one or the other or start them both. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. when one of them has been out, oh, my mm-hmm. God, the other one has been a fucking lock.
0: Yeah, yeah. Noah Brown, maybe. Nico Collins, definitely. That he's he's going to see a dozen targets for the rest of the season. Yeah, from Trout. So I'm fortunate for Tank Dell, but we're talking fantasy football, and Nico Collins is a big winner uh, in that game. Broncos also totally Cinderella, you know, glass slipper, and uh, Russell Wilson throwing three interceptions, including a backbreaker at the end of the game to seal it. He, he looked terrible.
1: Yeah, uh, no good.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, that's when you start believing in them. They rug pull you, typical b- typical Broncos. The Carolina Panthers under new head coach—I don't know what his name is—lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, twenty-one to eighteen. It was a competitive game. Buccaneers got a five and seven. Panthers one and eleven on the season. Mike Evans was responsible for over eighty percent of Baker Mayfield's passing yards on the week. And only forty-one point four percent of his pass attempts. Mike Evans had seven for one sixty-two and one. He's over a thousand yards again on the season. He's their entire offense. I mean, yet I don't understand how teams don't like triple bracket cover this dude at this point. How does this keep happening? There's no one yeah. else that scares anyone. Chris Godwin isn't doing shit. Then there's like Trey Palmer, who, whatever, he's not going to do anything this year. And then Kate Otten, who's just a run of the mill tight end. Like, what are defenses doing? How do you keep letting Mike Evans be? I get it. He's big and fast. Uh, okay.
1: We've known this for a decade it. I really think it. it's that
0: simple. Yeah, We've known it for a decade now. You know, you play off coverage with the corner and you shade with a safety over the top. I mean, I... I it, it, my oversimplifying things here, John, I mean, it's, I mean, he just, make Baker throw to literally anyone else over and over and over and over. Again. He's
1: big and fast and they just pepper him with targets and he's able to get up and come down with it. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, he's he plays a vastly different game from like Tyree kill and it works. What, you know, the, like the Tyree kill game this weekend, I was on uh, <laughs> Twitter talking to uh, Addison Hayes going back and forth. It, we said just play a video game here and just target him the rest of the way out, see what happens. And we were throwing around stat lines. I think we said it should be like 16 receptions for like 396 yards and six touchdowns. And you could do it, I mean, and Tampa does it, though, with Mike Evans. <laughs> and it works. Why wouldn't you? Pew, pew. Nobody's stopping it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's literally insane <laughs> that he's still getting away with this. The Cleveland Browns went to LA and lost to the LA Rams thirty six to nineteen. Rams are at six and six. Browns fall to seven and six on the season. Real strange game. Sean McVay bailed out all the Kyron Williams owners at the end with his one-yard touchdown with less than two minutes left in the game. Afterwards, he came out saying that he had Kyron Williams on his fantasy team, which I thought was at least did humorous. Did he really? He did, but you know, obviously <laughs> joking. But it hurt me in a league, uh, so I wasn't too, I wasn't too pleased with it. Also, it's great. Puka Nakua hurt his shoulder and his ribs, but he was still good enough to handle three carries in the second half. Didn't see a target, but they gave him three carries. It's very strange. He looked like he was 100% done for the day when he went out with his injury. And they're like, oh, right, we're not going to throw it to you anymore, but we'll hand it to you so like people can just full steam hit you, you know, play in and play out. So I don't know. Couldn't he lift his arms above his shoulders? Like something was going on, but he was clearly good enough to still play football. So he should play again next week. He'll likely get hurt again and might not finish the game. But take what you can get. Puka's been awesome. Game I didn't want to talk about that we have to talk about. The uh, San Francisco 49ers <laughs> came to Philadelphia and just handed us our ass. Good old fashioned, passionate ass whooping. No two ways around it. 49ers won 42 to 19. The Eagles fall to 10 and 2 on the year. Niners are now at 9 and 3. Debo walked his talk. Dude caught all four of his targets for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Also had three rushes for 22 yards and a rushing touchdown. 35.8 PPR points on the week. It hurt to watch it. Uh, it was such shitty tackling, but this team came with, with a plan, and they executed it in all fashions. Everyone got home. Ayuk scored. Christian McCaffrey scored. Debo scored three. Brock Purdy had four passing touchdowns. The only person that didn't get there was George Kittle. Their offense was flawless, and the Eagles still did well enough. You know, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith both got home. Uh Jalen Hurts rushed for a touchdown through for another one. He did leave for a bit with an injury, got cleared for concussion, came back. I don't know why they put him in the game. It was 42 to like 12 at that time or 30, whatever, 35 to 12. Game was over and they still put him back in because that's what Jalen Hurts does. But Niners looked amazing when Debo looked vintage Debo where he just every every touch was a house call potentially. I mean, Scary what he can do with the ball in his hands. Sunday night football, yeah. the Green Bay Packers defeat the Kansas City Chiefs twenty-seven to nineteen. Packers go to six and six on the season. Chiefs fall to eight and four. The Chiefs are fatally flawed, in my opinion. They suck and, they and lucky, suck. Yes, and they're lucky to be in the AFC. The AFC is the weaker division uh, at this point, in, in my opinion. NFC is where the, where the strength lies. They have one dependable pass catcher who is. Literally aging before our eyes and can't wait to retire. And Jordan Love outplayed Patrick Mahomes. It was carving up that KC defense with ease in, in that game. It was, it was, it was one to behold. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Chiefs need to figure, figure some shit out or they need to invest in a T Higgins in the offseason. They, they can't keep getting away with, you know, just, Thinking they can Patrick Mahomes can make any pass catcher relevant. He needs help and they're getting exposed.
1: The I, I don't even know how he's finishing as high as he is, like in rankings. I don't feel like it's overall a down year at quarterback. I was looking it up last night because I, I got bumped out of the playoffs in a league yesterday, largely because I've had Mahomes on that team. It's auction league. I had Mahomes and Josh Allen and uh Love is my QB3, and I would have been better off seven weeks starting Love over Mahomes, and I was just going through his numbers. He only went over 30 once this year. I think he had seven games. He didn't get to 20 or eight games. It's fucking gross, gross, gross. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: hard to fathom. FFPC scoring Patrick Mahomes is QB8 on the season. Actually tied for seventh with Justin Herbert, but, yeah, it's not pretty. He has... Only 22 touchdowns in 12 games has 10 interceptions. So he's not even averaging two touchdowns a game. He's averaging roughly an interception game. doesn't have a rushing touchdown on a year. You know, it's just because he's, he's, he's racking up the yardage still. He's got 3,100 yards, you know, and enough touchdowns to get away with it. And he's played 12 games, which also helps <laughs> get, get him there. But, yeah, it's not been pretty for Mahomes and company um, so far this year. Last game, Monday Night Football. The Cincinnati Bengals defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first Monday night football game in Duval in like I think they said 12 years. They finally, really, they, yeah, they finally get the host of Monday night wow. game and they get 31, they get 34 21 Browning in a defeat to fall to eight and four. Since the defense or since, sorry, since the offense, I guess, isn't dead with Jake Browning. Now, this could just be a blip, still need to see it again, but. Joe Mixon was PPR RB one last week, and Jamar the whole week. Get out RB one overall. He had had two rushing touchdowns and he caught like six passes. Wow! uh, In the game, Um, and Jamar Chase was PPR uh, wide receiver six. So two top six performers (laughs) with the offense um, this past week. Let me just double verify that Joe Mixon. What week are we in? Thirteen. I did look at it, and I thought I saw, yeah, Joe Mixon. He had uh, 29.7 point, points, and uh, he just outscored Kurt, uh, Alvin Kamara, who had 28.9. Yes, Joe Mixon was RB1 overall wow. last week. I, I, it's crazy. Also, uh, Trevor Lawrence shows high ankle sprain. It looked way worse the way he was limping off, but uh, I guess MRIs and everything has been – Confirm that it's a high ankle. Um, So he has a mobile quarterback, but quarterbacks, I think, come back a little quicker than like a running back, or so do, but we're still probably talking one to two weeks of him being out. So going into and starting the fantasy playoffs, not only aren't you going to be able to start uh, Trevor Lawrence, but there's also going to be a ripple effect with the rest of this offense um, where there's a lot of fantasy viable assets um, with uh, what's his name? Beat hard at a quarterback who. They look terrible, but also he's CJ Beathard. So
1: <laughs> can't look good. I don't hate him. Can't uh, look good. So with the one key stats out of the way, I'll try to fire through these uh trends here. Not a lot of um what do you want to call it? Actually actionable stuff at this point. Kind of teams are getting themselves squared away for the playoffs, kind of know who they want in the lineups. Not a lot of uh, emerging players here. A lot of this is injury-related. So going reverse alphabetical order, the Washington Commanders. Uh, Brian Robinson hurt his hammy. He's probably out for two weeks from what I saw online. Antonio Gibson wheels up. Walk. We've only been waiting for this for (laughs) four years. And the unfortunate, John, the uh, Commanders are on a bye this week. Yeah, but, you know, (laughs) if he's out there floating around, it might be worth it. Yeah, might be worth a dart throw for when he comes back. And uh, Chris Rodriguez Jr. is going to be the the two RB2 for this team for at least uh, the week when they come back. He's definitely on waivers, so if you think you're going to be in the playoffs and are in the need of the running backs, uh, this is a good week to add uh, Rodriguez and Gibson if Gibson's still out there because week one of your playoffs, you're going to be probably – starting both of them, unless you're one of the few teams that isn't decimated with injuries. You mentioned – what's his first name? Henry. Derek. Jeez. (laughs) Derek Henry got hurt. Yeah, I didn't see that. It wasn't in the concussion, but if they do kind of nurse him back, wheels up for spares. Traylon Burks came back. He got a 12% snap share. Uh, That offense has stunk for years. However, is it him at this point? Are you washing your hands with this guy? I don't know. I think I would take a second if I could get it at this point.
0: Um, Yeah, it's funny in in a league that you're in. I traded for CeeDee Lamb, and he wanted a receiver on top of the picks, and he let me choose between Trelon Burks and Romeo Dubs, both of which I've been high on since they've come out. I opted to keep Burks over Dubs, and it's – looking like the wrong decision.
1: Yeah, for honestly. sure. Uh, if I had to pick right now, yeah, I would trade <clears throat> Burks for dubs straight up.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, yes, there's, okay. there's a seem to be so muddy in green Bay with all those pass catchers, you know, and then Jordan love. And I still do like Burks, but I mean, it's just not happening. I mean, the kids got, he's got talent. I mean, he's big. He's fast. I mean, we're just talking about Mike Evans that way. We were talking about Debo earlier. I mean, he has that type of skill set. Um, he just can't stay on the field
1: just at all. And when he's out and I mean, he doesn't get out there enough when he's healthy. Anyway, m- moving on. Yeah. I just wanted to mention cause he came back and really didn't even do anything. So uh, yeah, no, Seattle Seahawks no. Charbonnet got a little banged up. Doesn't seem to be significant. No updates I've seen for Kenneth Walker could be looking at a DJ Dallas, Kenny McIntosh backfield against the Niners. I look mentioned being desperate at the position. Hate to hang your playoff hopes on those two guys, but they may be their two running backs uh, when they play the Niners this week. Not ideal, but got to fill the roster spot with someone. Philadelphia Eagles, Quez Watkins, uh, finally healthy back. When he's been healthy and part of the team, he's been there clear number three, and that did not change this week. They kind of eased him in a week ago, but if you're looking for some depth in the Philly passing game, Watkins would be a guy to add if he's out there. The Jets. What a disaster clusterfuck. They cut uh, Boyle this this afternoon, so they got rid of him after two starts. There were reports that uh, they were talking about putting Wilson back in, and Wilson didn't want to play. And then I saw a quote from Sala that said, if he didn't want to play, we would have already got rid of him. So he's <laughs> denying that's true, but he said they haven't made a decision. Um, so it could be Wilson, could be Simeon. I believe they picked up somebody from – I think they signed Rippon. Rippon signed somewhere today. Just fucking gross no matter what. But again, we talked about this week going into these. <laughs> if you lost Howell or uh, the, the little fella in Arizona, um, <laughs> Kyler. Kyler Murray. <laughs> you may be looking to start Trevor Simeon to squeeze in. I am I put a bid in for him in one league. I put a bid in for Zach Wilson. I, I, I need a quarterback in some of these spots because just the year has played out poorly for me. New England Patriots Ramondre Stevenson got himself an injury. Zeke looks to be the starter the rest of the way. They've only used the two guys all year. Nobody else even received the snap at running back. So it will be interesting to see who's going to be their RB2 going out the rest of the way. They haven't used anybody once, so it's hard to even get a read on it. So we, no matter what their depth chart says, you have no clue. Um, interestingly enough, Mike Gasecki total. Fu- I mean, this offense has sucked from top to bottom, but is totally out of the picture. We liked it when he signed there in New England, but he only played six mm. out of 64 snaps this week. The last two games, he's been out snapped by Pharaoh Brown 69 to 24. No, Brown's the, the clear number two here. Uh, he's uh played 32 <laughs> snaps this week, so he was out there for half the snaps in the game. I'm glad you and I added him in that one league where we're desperate for a tight end, too. He's done nothing, but at least he's on the field and we can cross our fingers. And And there's
0: there's nothing in New England. I mean, they paid Mike Iseki $10 million, and Bill
1: O'Brien knows this kid. Like, what is going on here? Think about this. $10 million this year, franchise tag last year. He's... I mean the Galladay contract was a monster in New York. He didn't do shit for that either. But this is one of the best, gotta be one of the best, you know, dollar per catches anybody's ever gotten over a two year span.
0: But hard, yeah. Yeah. Didn't make sense. in Miami said that a year ago, and it wasn't gonna work. And I I took the cheese here with the one year proven New England. Um, given the coach connection and the lack of competition. No, no, Gosaki
1: proved. One wrong year again. prove it? He he did not. Uh, <laughs> he of course does not. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings, there have been some rumblings that they were going to pull uh, Joshua Dobbs in in their previous game. I think he threw four picks. I've seen stuff online, but nothing concrete. Talking about throwing darts on quarterbacks. There is a world where Nick Mullins gets into a game before the end of the season. He was not amazing, but serviceable enough. I mean, if if Josh Dobbs could do it, why not Nick Mullins in this (coughs) system with the weapons? Give me Nick Mullins with Justin Jefferson. I mean, you could do a lot worse than Hepper, that guy, twenty times a game at quarterback. uh Miami Dolphins. Devin aching comes back a week ago, gets a couple snaps, gets hurt this week. Kind of go into it a little worried if this guy is going to get a full workload. Oh boy, did he sixty-one percent snap share. The game got out of hand quick. That could have been part of it. We just kind of get him in there to get his feet wet again when he they didn't need him to do too much, but. He performed while he was out there. Mostert 38. percent Jeff Wilson banished to bench land again, only five percent snap share. So it's gonna be a chain and most the rest of the way. A chain looked good, so he seems seems healthy to me. Talked about this guy last week. Gonna keep doing this because now they seem to have righted the ship on this. We talked how <laughs> shitty Kansas City looked, but Rashi Rice, number one in snaps, two weeks in a row at the position, nine targets, eight receptions for 64 yards. Um Two weeks in a row, led the team in targets and receptions. Uh a week ago, Kelsey squeaked them out on the yardage, but I they've got it to they finally realize it. It isn't turning to shit on the field as a team, but Rice is becoming pretty fantasy viable pretty quick. Uh the Jacksonville Jaguars, you mentioned it uh when you were closing out there. Bethard came in, he seems to be the guy. I I, I if if they know Lawrence is out, I would like to see what a week of practice looks like between Bethard and the, that Nathan Rourke kid who I <laughs> secretly love. It'll be interesting if you hear any rumblings throughout this week. Uh, Rourke has more upside than Bethard, but we'll see what happens. Listen, uh, they need to keep like- the
0: train on the tracks, right? They're not starting Rourke. There's a 0% chance they will deal with Bethard for the next two weeks if they have to. I can, oh, I can so you're absolutely
1: promise rushing my dreams. Yes.
0: Sorry. I just don't want you to get over your skis and start bidding on Nathan work out there. Well, well let's, uh-huh.
1: let's get over our skis on this one. Parker Washington, finally healthy part of the game plan mm-hmm. uh, a week ago. Didn't do much. When he was out there, but this game six targets, six receptions for 61 got in the end zone. I saw earlier this morning, he was the most added player on all of sleeper. Luckily in my Dynasty leagues, can't get him. He's stashed on my taxi squad. So this is a good showing for a guy. Like we mentioned at the start of the year, just talking about dynasty stuff, how a lot of the contracts there for wide receivers in Jacksonville are not great over the next two years or so. And there's a world where in, in 2025, if Washington progresses, he could be their wide receiver one or at least two next year and the year following. So definitely – Probably already gone all the dynasty leagues, but a player I, I liked coming out. We'll see kind of what what he how he follows this up. It'll be interesting to see. Indianapolis Colts. Kind of sneaky guy here. So uh Taylor's out for a couple of weeks. It obviously is gonna the system is gonna go through Moss. However, a guy we liked, mm-hmm. Tyler Goodson. Tyler Goodson only three snaps. So you go, ah, well, what did he do? He did get targeted. For two passes on his three snaps, caught both of them, 11 yards, didn't get a carry. But, there. I mean, you you can't just feed Zach Moss like crazy. Clearly. You know, he he did enough on his three snaps. It'll be interesting to see if they get him more work. Do I think he's a a long-term dynasty guy? No, but he could be worth stashing. You know, listen, something happens to Moss, which we see this shit happen all the time. Tyler Godson's they're starting running back. So it might be worth the stash, especially if you're real short at running back. Uh, we mentioned Tank Dell early, getting banged up. Nico Collins getting force-fed. Noah Brown after that. Uh, and then old Bobby Trees. However, the biggest increase in snaps, at least after Dell went out, was uh, John Mechie. He went up to mm-hmm. 35%. Interesting to see if that continues, get him a little more involved. If you think about... Uh, you know, player and body type and all that shit. Mechie's the logical guy to plug in if you have like a role for that type of a player. Noah Brown and, and Bobby Trees are just totally different wide receivers. And not that Mechie has the separation and ball skills and stuff that we've seen from Tank Dell, but he's he's getting on the field. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do going forward, knowing they're not going to have him week to week. Brevin Jordan I picked up in a couple spots once I heard Schultz was out, and he actually <laughs> paid off for a single-game start. Um, if Schultz does not come back next week, I think Jordan's another plug-and-play. I think he's pretty reliable. It's just <clears throat> the the guy that plays tight end in Houston seems to be fantasy viable. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Watson uh, tweaked his hammy again, I believe. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. N- not really a next-man-up thing. Dub- Dobbs has a role. Um, Jaden Reed has a role. I think, you know, we, we keep mentioning his name the last few weeks. Dontavian Wicks might be the guy who's the beneficiary of, of Watson being out, especially this week, cause it's a bad matchup for their tight end. So, uh, Tyler Croft is, Kraft is not going to probably have a great matchup. So it could be Wicks instead of him this week, Atlanta running back, running back two this week, quarter L Patterson, just in time for the playoffs. Uh, If you weren't sickened by their uh, running back usage already this year, now you're really going to puke in your pants. And last and certainly least, started with the uh, commanders on a bye. Let's close with Arizona on the bye if you're looking to pick somebody up while no one's picking players up on the bye. Michael Carter's done okay in the limited work he's got there. We've seen Connor go down. What a more fitting end to the season than Connor getting hurt their game, first game back out of the bye. Michael Carter takes over and, runs you to a fantasy championship. So I I would definitely keep him on your radar. If you got the room to stash a uh, guy in a buy this week and another guy, we like walk getting a little run here. Elijah Higgins, they're kicking the tires on him converted wide receiver originally with the dolphins. We were big fans. He ended up in Arizona. They got rid of Ertz, and now, now Higgins seems to be coming in there and they've been using two tight ends. McBride looks like a fucking stud, but if, if Higgins can kind of develop, he is a good pass catcher. He was a wide receiver. Could be someone to keep uh, your eye on and is probably available even in pretty deep dynasty leagues after he got released from Miami. Those are the trends.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love seeing that. Elijah Higgins. Also, you know, I saw that Tyler Goodson got some work in Indy. In <laughs> in, it's still not Trey Sermon. Never will be. Ever. I I hoped that Goodson would have hung around Green Bay. So I think there's going to be opportunity in the future in that backfield. Uh, but alas, he ended up being released, practice squatted, Colts picked him up. Yeah, limited uses, but two targets and three snaps. That's, uh, that's pretty, yeah. pretty good yeah. production. <laughs> you know? yeah, so.
1: Probably a play designed for him, right? I mean, why but, else are you?
0: <laughs> I would have to assume so. I mean, people probably still think um, Evan Holes the play long term. Uh, as the sure. secondary back, even when Jonathan Taylor comes back, and who knows, could be Tyler Goodson. Is that kind of, yep. you know, Naheem Hines type uh, spell back for him. So you could do worse with your fab at this point in the year than take a flyer on Tyler Tyler Goodson, who I did like coming out of Iowa. So um, I do have a couple crazy facts here before we go into the, you know, the the buys portion of things. And uh, Devon A. Chain was – I guess he I guess he fell. He was PPR running back 2. I guess he's running back 3 now cuz of Mixon. On the week and he didn't even like play early on. He was like their mop-up back, which is insane to me that they were using him late in the game. You mentioned the snaps with Miami Dolphins. That seemed to scream Jeff Wilson time, but they gave it to A-Chain and of course yeah. he just scores touchdowns and produces, but it was late in the game. It was sh- it was strange utilization. Um, for Devon A wide receivers, the San Fran Philly game produced five top 24 wide receivers this week. <laughs> <laughs> I just That's a gift. Is Juwan Jennings, who I'm sure no one started, but he caught himself good a stat. touchdown too. But five top 24 wow. receivers in that one game, uh, I think was those was a pretty impressive stat. QB. I was going to use this on the Monday night game, but I decided to use it as a QB stat because it it I pulled it off of the Monday night game or sorry, the Sunday night game. So three plus T D games this year. Patrick Mahomes has two of those such games. Jordan Love has four this year. Yeah. You were talking about how love was the play. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was ironic that I was looking at the same thing where I'm like, Jordan Love just he's an all or nothing. I mean, he started out the year like on fire, um, and then he had, then he like lulled a little bit for several weeks. But he's been solid the last three weeks, and he's got weapons. They're young, but shit, they the. Best. I was out on Jordan Love, and I think I'm like maybe I was wrong.
1: Listen, we we've said <laughs> this at least one time earlier on the pod. If you take the top four receivers top two tight ends, and let's just say one receiving running back. They're not super top-heavy, right? Like just throwing out Devontae Adams, for example. They don't have a real stud alpha at this point, but their bottom end is so fucking good. I would take their group. of. I would take Watson, Dubs, Reed, and Dontavian Wicks, plus Kraft, plus Muck Scrave, Plus Aaron Jones, I would take them over any. What is that? Seven guys? I would take that over any other team seven.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, they don't have like the the clear alpha uh, in the wide receiver core, but they got some beta pluses, and they're all different, right? Watson's like the yes, big field stretcher, reads the gadgety type guy, dubs is and the sh- possession guy, and and Wix is kind of like a little bit of all of them. He's like a bigger receiver though, but plays a lot on yeah. the gadget. like. They all work. And then both those pass catchers, we both like Musgrave and Kraft. Musgrave gets hurt. Kraft steps right in and is productive. And then everyone knows how we feel about Aaron Jones. <laughs> Weapons galore. Like, just options. Incredible. And he spreads it around. He loves they're, they're it are And
1: they're all 23.
0: Everybody's yes. like 24. Yeah, one of those guys is going to be something, right? Like, is it going to be Christian Watson? I don't know. Now the dude just keeps picking up injuries. You know, his, his rookie year is probably... His best season, you know, from a, you know, points per touch perspective. But it was, you know, it's with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what, what did you expect? But we like those other players. I was a Dubs it, guy coming out, and you know, we both like Jaden Reed in this draft. I'd like Dontavian Wicks as well. If, you know, we like both tight ends. They, yeah, they found themselves with a full with a stocked pantry after uh Aaron if, if,
1: if all these guys at their age can develop and take a little step forward next year. And let's say another one the year after. So kind of this three year thing, you're going to have a hard time telling me this is not one of the best teams in football over the next two years. I mean, anyone can take a step back and suck. So I I'm not pre- pre- predicting it, but if people develop like you assume they develop, I, I would hate to be even Detroit. Like, the windows slamming on their fingers, and they don't even realize it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you talk about like they usually say like they, like the first NFL offseason, right? So not drafted offseason, the first true, their professional offseason is typically where like the the biggest jump occurs. Well, two of those guys just went through it, and one of them has been Christian Watson, who's been hurt all year, and the other two, Reed and, and Wicks, are about to <laughs> after this and season. Both right ends. Right? Both tight and, ends, and, yeah, both tight ends, right? So, yeah, it's going to be just immersed in the scheme and oh, you know, the system and the team. Yeah, there's there's reason to get excited yeah, in Green Bay, honestly. <laughs> Lastly, tight end. We're talking about tight ends, of course. Harrison Bryant is the Browns' tight end to own when Joe Flacco's under center. <laughs> uh, he put up a PPR tight end four performers, securing all five of his targets for 49 yards and a touchdown. While David and Joku could not get on the same page. With Joe Flacco. So of course all my David Njoku shares suffered, but the the year of the tight end just continues where any given Sunday, John. This Sunday it was Harrison Bryant.
1: So the world we live in, we do love them tight ends. We do, we do, we do.
0: I just wish that it was Njoku that got those stats. I mean just <laughs> consider me, consider me greedy. All right. What do you got as far as these uh, waiver wire buys are concerned?
1: Yeah, I got uh, guys to uh, just the the fades and starts based on matchups this week. Uh, Rams, Rams against Baltimore, terrible passing game matchup. Do not like Stafford. Even if, you know, Puka's banged up, you mentioned if if he doesn't play, you go, ah, wheels up for cup. Not the greatest matchup, so I don't love that either. And even at tight end, Baltimore's pretty good against tight ends. Don't like this Rams offense, although Kyron Williams is probably the, the only guy that's worth a shit this week. Uh, Gino versus San Francisco. It, my initial thought was fade. It's a shit matchup for quarterbacks. However, that was a huge win for the Niners. I know they're at home. I know they're well-coached. I, I, I like sometimes kind of fading. Maybe in DFS you go with Gino. I wouldn't play him if I had other options in a weekly league. But, you know, the Niners are in a prime spot for a giant letdown game. You know what I mean? They come off this. Everyone's talking shit. We would have beat you guys last year. They were all thrilled. They beat Philly. They they could come out real flat this week unless they're they're on their A game. So that will be interesting to see. And crushes me to say it, but our guy, C.J. Stroud, Jets, despite all their dog shit play on offense, still a sound defense, especially against wide receivers and quarterbacks. So I don't love Stroud this week. Tony Pollard against your Philadelphia Eagles, who are just killing people in the run game. Uh, Do not like Tony Pollard this week. In the same game, staying right there. Don't like DeAndre Swift uh, against Dallas either. So not a fan of the run game. I think there's a ton of passing coming this week. Your guy, Josh Jacobs, not the best play this week against Minnesota. Wide receiver, we talked him up. I mentioned C.J. Stroud. Nico Collins is probably going to get Sauce Gardner. So as much as we do love Nico, I don't like him being shadowed by Sauce. So temper your expectations, but it's hard not to start that guy this week. Hate Calvin Ridley against Cleveland in general. Really hate him this week if he's got C.J. Beathard as his quarterback. You uh, mentioned Chris Godwin earlier. Hasn't done much this year. Atlanta's been good against opposing wide receivers. And Chris Olave, Caroline... Th- if Derek Carr plays, fade Olave because Carolina's got pretty decent, uh, pretty decent secondary for fantasy purposes. However, I, if if Winston plays, that guy doesn't care. So I could see him just throwing him while he's covered and having to make plays. So th- there is the upside there of <laughs> Winston throwing the don't give a fuck YOLO ball. So a lot of upside if he does play. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, finishing out here with tight ends, not playing this week. Evan Ingram against Cleveland. Nope, Cleveland has been stout against tight ends. We're talking about uh, Tucker Craft, how much we like him, but Giants, surprisingly, the only thing they're good at is defending tight ends, don't like the matchup. And Buffalo coming off the bye. Dalton Kincaid, no thank you against Kansas City, who has been tough against tight ends. Uh, some bum sleeper starts here. Uh, Joe Flacco against Jacksonville. They've been terrible against opposing quarterbacks. Flacco did the job, looked serviceable. Why not fire him out there again? Uh, I like whoever, again, we're going deep here, and then we mentioned the injuries and other shit. You might not have a choice. Uh, whoever the Jets start against Houston. Houston has been good this year, but not so much against fantasy quarterbacks. Garner Minshew is poor, is, is, been good, and Cincinnati's been bad against opposing QBs. Give me him. And Desmond Ritter, Tampa's secondary is trash. Expect the interceptions, but he should be able to put up some yardage. Uh Running backs, nobody real sleepery this week. Uh Matson, we talked about all, most of this year. I had high hopes, let you down. And doesn't get in the fucking end zone, but I think he has a pretty good game. And scores, ready for my prediction of the week? Gets his first red zone touchdown after being the absolute worst Red zone running back in football this year. Damian Pierce against the Jets. They said they're going to have a hard time moving the ball in the air, so they're going to lean on the ground. And I think Pierce has himself a good game. Uh, some sleeper wide receivers. Uh, give me give me uh, Brandon Cooks against your Philadelphia Eagles. Here's a, here's a good one. Hate saying this name, but here we go. Little Jordan Humphrey <laughs> against the L.A. Chargers. I think he actually has a decent game. Obviously, Sutton will too, but he's not a sleeper. He's already out there everywhere. Uh, we mentioned this guy, Don Tavian Wicks against the Giants on Monday night. Ooh, imagine that, sweating a Don Tavian Wicks game on Monday night football They get in the fantasy playoffs. That's the world we're living in now. It, your boy, Elijah Moore, coming off a 12-target game, going against that shitty Jacksonville secondary I mentioned earlier. And moving on to our favorite, tight ends. Donald Parham going against Denver. Denver's been awful against tight ends. I don't know what's going on at the Indy tight end position different week as it seems the guy pops so if you have one of the colts tight ends this week i'm leaning kylan granson myself but he's got a good matchup against cincy another guy we like uh, isaiah likely against the rams who've been uh, terrible against tight ends and if we're gonna go super deep let's stack that shitty jets quarterback with tyler conklin against houston who have not been able to stop opposing tight ends either So those are my sleepery starts for the week.
0: I like it. I like it. All right, and I'm just gonna go dynasty buys here. There's some overlap, right? So Jameson Williams, I still think you can buy him. The kid's speed is undeniable. I don't know if we'll ever put it together, but if they can work him into a more legitimate role, which they need to in this I mean he'll get he'll yeah, he'll get an
1: off season and get to get on the field unlike this nonsense this year.
0: Yeah, he's just been so limited, but man, that end around. He moves at a different speed. He moves at Tyreek Hill speed, where it looks like ev- not he's faster, it looks like everyone's slower. Like, it doesn't necessarily see- look like you're running faster
1: than anyone, but
0: everyone looks a step slower.
1: Did you see the fastest uh, fastest play of the year so far? Wasn't it Did someone you see big? who that was? It
0: was someone big, wasn't it? it was uh, Fucking it was Metcalf. Metcalf
1: is the fastest oh, yeah. speed. <laughs>
0: Oh, dude! When he he He's picks him up and puts him down, yeah, the dude runs track in the off season. like a competitive track. Like this is, this is what this dude does. He is literally a, fucking a crazy, alien, right? So I do think there's a world you can still buy Jameson Williams, Dontavian Wicks. You've mentioned him several times throughout here. We've talked about him. Love does spread it around a ton, but Wicks did see four targets in his return to action, and now Christian Watson is hurt yet again um they run a lot of three wide receiver sets so that could be a, a boon for wicks damian pierce who i still think people are low on he got 15 carries to devon singletary's eight seems like he came back got the role finally got an end zone a, a red zone touchdown there's there's a world where you could probably pick him up cheap for a playoff run in this way you know, running back needy space parker washington again mentioned him a few times christian kirk twists his nuts and uh Parker Washington explodes you now and just look like he belongs out there. I'm now reading per rap sheet that Kirk's going to need core muscle surgery, which uh, can cause him to miss up mm. to eight weeks. So Parker Washington is going to start um, now. He's going to be catching balls from Bethard, I would assume for the next two weeks, but like the player, like you said, there's I'm sure some leagues where he's out there on your waiver wire. Um, so go take a look. If not make some low ball offers for him. Chase Brown. Nine carries for 61 yards. Looked fast. He looked totally different than Mixon. 32% of the running back carries went to Chase Brown. He looked really good in the limited work. Got no targets on the game. Mixon still got all the valuable stuff, the short, the goal line stuff, all the passing game work. But Chase Brown finally active and played, looked the part. I think he's carving out a role in this offense, and they need some explosion. And lastly, you mentioned Nick Mullins, and I do think there's a world where Nick Mullins is the starting quarterback because Josh Dobbs looked terrible in his last start and Nick Mones was has been on the team he's just been on IR now the dude is not a savior but he did play for 3 seasons in San Fran he started 16 games so just short of a now NFL season during that time he had 4714 yards Completed sixty-four and a half percent of his passes and had a twenty-five to twenty-two touchdown to interception rate during that time. This dude puts up stats when he plays. And now you're telling me maybe Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson. You <laughs> you you got my attention now. Nick Mullins could be a thing. I I do think they probably give Dobbs one more week. I think Dobbs starts this week, but I could be wrong, and I believe there'll be a short leash because the Vikings imagine? are holding on for dear
1: life right now, right? There is a world where you're winning fantasy championships with Nick Mullins and Michael Carter. Yes. <laughs> it's not crazy.
0: There is. I mean, they're a 6 six team right now, the Vikings. They're not out of it. Um, no guarantees, but – there's only one non-division winner that has a better record than them right now. So they're in the hunt for one of the wild card spots right now. They have they have things to play for. Oh. So I do think Nick Mullins is a guy that is probably on your wire, even probably in some super flex leagues that you can go and add. And I think you should. I'd add him over Beathard
1: personally. Uh, I mean, the upsides definitely. Uh, yeah,
0: there. I'm not starting Beathard this week, even if, you know. Once it's confirmed that he's a starter, I ain't I ain't starting him this week. I mean, I guess if you're like fighting for your playoff lives, maybe I'd rather take the flyer on Nick Mullins. This is kind of yeah. So I'm,
1: I I got a few deeper ones if you're thinking dynasty stash for next year. I mentioned Chris Rodriguez earlier. Uh, we'll see if Kenny McIntosh gets a little run here with all these Seattle guys banged up. It'll be interesting to see if they get him on the field. We're talking Nick Mullins and these other bum fucking quarterbacks. I don't know why the Patriots at this point wouldn't just ride the season out with Malik Cunningham. They they make him active a little bit. He doesn't really play. What do you have to lose? It can't be worse than what you've been trotting out there. So I kind of like Malik Cunningham as maybe a you know <laughs> late season ad here. And he, you know, brings a little bit more with his legs, different game than the two pieces of garbage they have in place there. I had mentioned not knowing what's going to happen now that uh, Zeke is the lead back with Stevenson out. Uh, I looked at their death chart. It's Jamichael Hasty of all people. So what? he could get some touches. <laughs> uh, Kevin Harris is on their uh, practice squad. They could make him active. Very, very <laughs> deep dive in here. But, you know, w- we talked about what's out there. That's it. These are guys that are out there that may get some work. So this is the world we live in. Um, and then I, I mentioned Elijah Higgins, so it's just mentioning him again. Nice tight end stash for a team that seems to like the target the tight end. Yeah,
0: Dude, I was totally unaware that Hasty wasn't even in Jacksonville anymore. I knew he wasn't playing, but okay. So the <laughs> the reason the Patriots won't start Malik Cunningham is because they clearly want to lose games, John, and they, they can't you can't really
1: bottle up what Malik Cunningham. Oh no. Do. I think that's it. I think they're trying to win, which is why it makes it all the worse to me. I don't think they're tanking at all. I think the Patriots are trying to win fucking games, and they just suck.
0: Did you see it's that? Like, since they're like the first team since I think it was like the nineteen thirties to hold a team to ten or less points three straight weeks and lose all three games.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't see it, but I'm not shocked. They're not
0: facing like the most. The giants were one of the games. The Chargers, who have been just bad yeah. on offense, the Colts are probably the best offense they held during that run. Um, they play the Steelers on Thursday night, and then they get Chiefs at Broncos at Bills versus Jets. They ain't beating the Chiefs. They're not winning in Mile High. They're not winning in Orchard Park. They, they're. This might be their Super Bowl here at at Steelers. You know, against Trubisky. If not, then they're finishing the Jets. They're a two-win team right now. They are staring down a 2-15 season.
1: Here's a fun over-under. We'll just go off last week's game. Does this game, and it's going to sound ridiculous, but it's not. Does this game go over or under the six total points we saw last week in the Patriots game? This game (laughs) could be worse than last week's. John, the total is 30. There's a world where by the time... Get the fuck out. It's 30?
0: It's thirty. By the time we get the kickoff, John, there's the total's going to be in the twenties. Should be. It's going to get. It's going to get down. Cr- It's going to get bet down. So right now it's thirty. Pittsburgh minus six with Trubisky. Thirty, John.
1: It's gonna. It's going to end up being <laughs> Amazon Prime, buddy. It's going to end up. Be- oh, it's the and it's the Thursday. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's it's peak Thursday night football. This is what Thursday night football is
0: yeah I mean, I John, wait. let's let's just shoot straight. There's some ugly games coming this week the The Jaguars at the Browns has a total of thirty one Browns minus three. The oh, Texans I haven't, at I haven't the looked at this yet.
1: yet. this is very exciting by the, the way. Texans really. at the
0: Jets has a total of thirty three <laughs> and it's Jets plus five and a half. So we have three games with totals of thirty three or less this week
1: in the NFL. It's a long time gambler. I you know, they talk about how this is the, the offensive heyday of football i mean i remember you 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 rarely were getting under thirty-eight. and yeah there are some just horrific
0: things out there there's some dogs out there yeah it's it's gonna it's an ugly week for you know having the win to get in the fantasy playoffs yeah touchdowns are not coming at a premium this week that's for sure
1: oh and these let me tell you i i mean i'm Far from alone, I realize this is not a unique me situation. The the week 13 and 14 buys just fucking buried me in a in several leagues. I, I it, to an extent I couldn't have even dreamt of when I was drafting these teams. Because I do look at bye weeks on like draft day. And yeah, I, I was like, well, you know, week thirteen, me, me, me. Oh fuck. Killed me. Killed me yeah
0: it's it's tough to accommodate for and i mean and that that you can do in redraft right there's nothing you can do about it in dynasty right yeah your you're team, screwed your team is your Unless team. it's a
1: startup and i mean then it's only a yeah, game, yeah, sure. play one year yeah
0: you better not be looking at bi-weeks in your dynasty startup and letting that impact your decision making except in the later rounds i did just look at the current playoff picture if the playoff started today the vikings oh, yeah. would be the sixth seed yeah and they would play at detroit so green bay would be in as well so three of the nfc north teams would make it in, so the Vikings are currently a playoff team. Yeah, you know, so they're not gonna let Dobbs fuck this up for them. He he might he might be short hooked in this one. Like, go ahead, throw three interceptions, four interceptions again. See what happens.
1: <laughs> throw we'll one. We'll probably be back. Probably
0: we'll be isn't there. allowed to throw one. You'll we'll be back on a spaceship before you know it. <laughs> yeah, you know, zero tolerance policy here, sir. Yeah, you, know, you are error free for the rest of this season.
1: Yeah, this 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 whole year has really gotten away from me. This has been a bad fantasy year for old John DeBari. but whatever. This happens, have some good, have some bad. Time to rebuild. Yeah, listen, make uh, yeah, should make yeah. for a fun off season.
0: There, there you go, John. Always with the right perspective. So, get
1: us out of here, buddy. Yeah, that'll do it for us. Good luck. Uh, Push it into your playoffs. Here, we'll be back next week discussing playoff fantasy football in the season that was so make sure to come on back we'll help you get your teams ready for the fantasy playoffs and hopefully win some money so for myself john barry my co-host matt walker we are the fantasy 40 and we are out of here I, I, I don't even remember how it worked, but it, they're old people, and I have a soft spot for old people. Anything yeah, with the I elderly. The, the villages. Yeah, well, that too. But you yeah, any, anytime there's them, right? like, you, have you seen Up? Yeah. Yeah, like that. That old yeah. couple. Yeah, you're just tugging at the old heart strengths, but. Yeah, heartbroken. Um, yeah, so anything with old people, I usually enjoy it. More than most people would. I don't have a particular <laughs> reason, but
0: okay, I I understand it. I mean, they're they're usually you know like not a holes. Like you know, if bad things happen to them, you actually feel bad for them. Like average human being, like nah, they probably
1: did something to deserve it, yeah. right? Yeah, it's true. I can can watch people getting randomly knocked out on the street all the time. Someone tips over old lady. I'm like, you (laughs) motherfuckers. You've gone too far. (laughs) Now (laughs) you've gone too far. How dare you? Oh, totally different.
0: Yeah. Listen, someone doesn't get up to give, you know, the old lady on the bus the front seat. We're going to have words.
1: I I think I deleted it. If I found it, I'm actually going to write down. (laughs) I'm not going to spoil it. I have a fucking really funny meme about that. that I, <laughs> I was just clearing space on my phone. I think I deleted it, but I, I, I may have forwarded it to somebody before I deleted it. So if it's oh, listen, that these, funny,
0: you certainly did.
1: Oh, it's a gem. Yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll have
0: to send it. It's a butte, Clark.